0: Welcome to the Mosh Zone episode 55, volume 55, week 55, number fucking 55. Hey guys, how's your week been? Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest is Matt from Kublai Khan and that will be coming up later in the show. So normally at the start of the show we've been doing feedback and questions and surprisingly this week it's been quiet. Not a lot of feedback, not a lot of questions. Maybe everyone was gearing up and concentrating on their hallmark calendar event that was Valentine's Day. Guys we really would appreciate and love to make this show not only about us but about you. So to do that Write into us, send us an email, send us a message on social media, get in touch and let's grow this show more into a community. So that means if you've got some feedback about shows or about guests or about content, get in touch. If you've got questions you want answered on air, get in touch. Whatever you want to do, you can get in touch through the email address, which is themoshzone at gmail.com. You can get in touch through the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are at The Mosh Zone. Or you can get in touch through the website, which is www.themoshzone.com. The other thing we need to mention at the start of the show is ratings, reviews, and recommendations. They're invaluable to helping the show grow. Now, we don't get paid for ratings and reviews and recommendations, but what it does is it works together to get our show out to more listeners. So if you've got a few moments today or this week, not only spread the word with your friends and family about the show, but get on your service that might be iTunes, it might be Spotify, it might be SoundCloud, wherever it is, subscribe to it leave us a rating one to five whatever it is and then leave us a review tell us how good we are tell us how much we suck whatever it is write us a review now recommendations they're done through facebook if you go on our facebook page you will see a spot there that says would you recommend this page simply if you've got a moment this week write a recommendation and give us a rating out of five as well all of this guys is invaluable To helping us grow and become a bigger and better podcast. So, guys, thank you. That's all my ramblings about that for this week. Let's get into the main part of the show that we're all tuning in for. This week's guest is Matt from Kublai Khan. What a fucking legend! took a while to get in touch with matt but finally when i did i was able to organize this chat and i'm really grateful he was able to put aside some time out of his hectic life and hectic schedule and we were able to have this incredible chat it's a great insight into matt not only his career but also what makes the man tick it's a really insightful and exciting chat hope you guys enjoy and matt thank you again for taking time out for me and the mosh zone much love much respect much appreciated that chat with Matt is coming up now um so I kind of always start out now it doesn't have to be a heavy band but do you remember an artist or a musician that made you discover music as a thing
1: yeah i remember the i remember the first song i remember the band and everything the uh I don't even know what year it was. I was way, 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 way younger. But you remember that band, Haste Today? the Day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I one of my buddies, it was whenever they had the first iPods that came out. And he had a bunch of music on his shit. And we were on, like, a trip for school going somewhere. And I was sitting next to him, and he had to, we had to split headphones and junk. And he was like, oh, check this out. And he played this song called Blue 42 by... Uh, yeah haste of day and I was like what the hell is this I was like I mean I had listened to like Black Sabbath and like I was I was more into like kind of classic rock because I hadn't been exposed to a whole lot of else but he was like yeah he's like you know this is uh this is like what I've been listening to a lot lately and I was like fuck I was like because it was it was it, I, the closest thing I had heard to stuff like that was kind of like you know like Pantera and stuff like that but even then this this still was different enough to where I was like you know trying to check it out and I only knew two of their songs uh cuz he only had two on his iPod. He had that song and a song called American Love and we just listened to that on repeat the whole fucking time. And then from there I started, you know, getting more into it, started getting connected with people. It all started in high school and stuff like that in middle school and uh yeah, I remember going to my first show my freshman year of high school and I got offered like some beer or something like that and I turned them down. I was like, "No, nah, I don't. I don't really drink or nothing." They were like, "Oh, are you straight edge? I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> and then they they told me about that. And there was all these people at the show and shit. And I kind of I got introduced to a lot really quick. And there were a lot of older dudes there that were cool, and they kind of like big brothered me and shit. So it was a good community for me to get into pretty early on into my development i feel like you know what i mean
0: now what about the heavier side of music drew you in was it the aggressiveness was it the feeling of belonging to something that someone could you know feel the way you're feeling what about it
1: yeah i mean whenever whenever it started out it really was i just i just liked the way it sounded uh, i liked uh i like i couldn't really pinpoint it at first i knew that it was it was angry and it was pissed off but i couldn't really formulate a real good idea of what I was actually listening to. You know what I mean? But it was when I first started going to shows was that was whenever I got, like I said, I got in with the community and just the people in my town that were kind of like-minded that I didn't even know. A lot of them were people that I had, you know, seen around town or seen around school that I never talked to. I never thought about it, but then you see them at these shows and you have a reason to talk at that point. It's like, Holy shit. Like we're not that different. You know what I mean? Or this or that. And yeah, for me, it—I I, just—I liked the music for what it was. But when I found out, you know, the, how how strong the community was, and I started getting exposed to a lot of other bands like, you know, Barrier Dead, and a lot of the bands that I that I harp about, of as far as that really kind of built my development in wanting to do this kind of thing because a lot of those bands spoke truth in a time where I wasn't trying to hear that mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to listen to my parents, I didn't want to listen to my teachers or anybody in, you know, early school and stuff like that. But these bands, it was people that I could look up to, and I was like, man, this dude fucking gets it, you know? I, he's saying all the shit that I don't know how to say, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it it helped
0: you feel like you belonged and you weren't an outsider.
1: Exactly, yeah, and it was something that, it was it was crazy because you really, you don't know what you need until you find it. You know, I my whole life I was just kind of like, well, I don't I never knew something was missing until I found the part that filled it, if that makes sense. You mm. know what I mean?
0: So, so when you were in high school, you started to go to shows, but during high school time, were you kind of identifying yourself as like a metalhead or an alternative kid, or were you kind of just one of those kids that floated around, you know, the groups?
1: I I kind of floated around. Like it was weird cuz I did and, I, and this is how it's been for a lot of my life. I've never necessarily identified as anything. It's always people trying to pigeonhole me into what they think I am. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. I mean, a lot of it, that's just human nature. People need to identify. They need to have an answer for stuff. You know what I mean? But it was one of those things, like, I mean, I'd go to shows on the weekend and then come back to school, and then every Tuesday, you know, go bowling with the dudes on the baseball team. Like, mm. it was – I kind of – You know, I had friends in a lot of different pockets, but people kind of knew me as hanging out with like the kids that, you know, listen to screaming music or whatever they said or, or, you know, the kids that skateboard and shit like that. It was, I guess, more of an alternative group, but I I grew up in a pretty small school and there wasn't a whole lot of like there were definitely cliques, but no one was just outrageously shitty to each other because of differences. So, I was pretty lucky for that, especially living in a place like Texas where, you know, being different is, is depending on where you live at, is seen as, as, you know, really cool and forward thinking, or it's seen as just like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even as outrageous as, you know, I'm sure there's people that listen to fucking Lamb of God that are, you know, rednecky ass people, but to other rednecks who are like, why are you listening to that shit? You know, why don't you go to church? You know what I mean? Or this or that. There's a million different degrees of what is and isn't acceptable, especially in school. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, I mean, am I right in thinking, because as an Australian, we hear that Texas is a very Bible-based state.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. It's definitely just the Bible Belt in the South in general is, in my opinion, probably the last stronghold of Christianity in the United States of America, and it's even now. I mean, like I said, I've lived in Texas pretty much my whole life, but i can definitely see you know there's there's churches everywhere man like you go you go to places up north and stuff like that and the churches are kind of just for looks cuz they've been there since the town was founded but here it's like it's a real deal shit and all the different you know fucking what are they called denominations they all mm-hmm. fucking go with each other for you know butts and seats and you know moral supremacy and all this shit and it it's old man it's it's mm-hmm. i don't want to you know bash on people that are christians because they they're a lot of them are really really good people and stuff like that but i doesn't mean i have to agree with what they believe in i think it's ridiculous but it also doesn't mean i have to hate them for it you know what i mean
0: yeah well spot on and with that music you're listening to growing up is that you know you mentioned haste today so there was a lot of christian metal metal core bands going around but was was anyone saying to you the cliche you're listening to satan's music
1: To be honest, not particularly because usually, I mean, I've always kind of been the person too. like, I don't really, I keep to myself. Mm -hmm. I don't share shit with people as far as like, I don't, I don't like to put stuff in people's faces. Like, I, I I understand that I'm in a band and it's funny because like, I hate yelling. I really don't like confrontation. It doesn't mean I don't get agitated or heated sometimes, but I really, I just don't like confrontation. I don't like drama or arguing, especially because a lot of it is just, there's no winner. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it all needs to have a clear winner, but it's just people argue for the sake of just hearing themselves talk nowadays. And it's really, it's, it's, it's really, you know, heavy on our society, especially with social media and everything, everybody feeling like their opinions are validated and all this stuff. It just, it's creating this real weird warping our everyday lives that I don't particularly like to contend with. You know what I mean? But as far as, you know that I I remember showing my mom uh years and years and years ago uh this song car bomb by the acacias train oh yeah she was like she's like oh you're going to these shows like what what are you even listen to like, what, what, what happens there you know because my none of my parents were crazy they they knew I was I wasn't going out and smoking dope or something so they didn't really give a shit what I did but I showed her that and she was like I don't I still to this day don't know if she was saying it because she was trying to be supportive or if she actually thought it was like not the worst thing in the world but she's like okay she's like you know, it's cool. And I've even showed my uncle and he, he's technically my adopted dad and he's, he's about 83 years old, but he's watched live videos of us on YouTube from, you know, different countries and different shows where people are just beating the shit out of each other. And, uh, it's funny. Cause the thing he said to me was he watches it and then he says, well, like a lot of people didn't understand the big deal about the Beatles, you know, when they yeah. came to be. So maybe it's not my place to try and judge what you guys are doing, because obviously there's people that enjoy it. So it's like I've honestly been met with not a whole lot of opposition. But the thing is, is even if I was, I really don't give a shit. Like, yeah, that's why I, it's not even that I don't care to share things about my life because I'm afraid of what people will say. But it's just because it's like I just I don't care what they'll say. You know what I yeah.
0: mean? Yeah, and that's actually I, that's refreshing.
1: That's a reality of listening to the style of music you know but, but that that's refreshing
0: but, that you know like you said the climate of nowadays is not only everyone wants to shove their opinion down your throat but everyone also wants to complain about the hardships they've been through and they want the attention for carrying on about it and i know that sounds negative or pessimistic but that's why i hate social media because someone puts up "Oh, today was a really hard day uh okay like uh, everyone has hot yeah, days. But
1: then they get, you know, because the circle of people that they choose, because with social media, you choose mm-hmm. who you put yourself around. You Nine times out of ten, you're going to put yourself with people that, that cater to your ideals or your mindset. And so I guess they get kind of praised for just about anything. here. And And it's the whole thing is, like, it's a daily struggle for me, and it has been for years as far as, like, I do not like – I'm not a victim. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not, I don't, I don't want people to, to listen to some of our music and be like, Oh dude, that guy's just like, he's such a victim or he's talking about this shit. It's like, that's just shit that I'm talking about that is stuff about my life or stuff that's happened. But I honestly, you know, in my thinking kind of push against a lot of the stuff that even I talk about, you know what I mean? Like it's really hard to explain, but it just I know that our band has gotten pigeonholed as far as you know oh well they're just you know they talk about buzzwords stuff or this or that but it's like you know for instance let's take the whole situation of racism and police brutality and it's like dude as as a a minority in the United States of America dude you don't know how much I get sick of hearing the word race and racism and all this shit and how white people are everybody's problem and they're fucking everything up. it's like dude like if you just watch TV all day, that's what you're going to see. But if you walk around your neighborhood, like all my neighbors are cool as shit. It's people all different colors. And it's, we're all getting along, dude. No, there's not as big of a problem as everybody wants to make it seem. And whenever I talk about stuff like that in my music and people think, oh shit, like, you know, this guy is some fucking, you know, I don't even, you know, like radical about yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, it's really, I'm really not. And it kind of sucks because it's like, I do want to speak out about things that I care about, but I don't want to be aligned with you know, the, the radical portions of our society that, that, you know, can't hang with, Mm. with, you know, people having different opinions or stuff like that. Like, for instance, like I said about the stuff with police, I mean, you don't know how many shows that we've played where we have fans that come out to our shows that are cops and they, they listen to our music and they want to talk about it. And I'm like, dude, I'll talk to you about it all day long because the last thing I want is I hate the idea of, you know, now that the, the whole the whole thing that's happening right now with facts don't matter and all this stuff, and how you can just go by how you feel and that makes it okay. When in reality, that's that's one of the biggest problems that our nation faces is that people are no longer thinking with their minds or thinking mm-hmm. with their hearts. So that's one of those things. Like, I always like to sit and you know, kind of talk with people about this kind of stuff because it's like, I I could never be a cop. I can't do all that shit. I don't know. And it's like, if you want to talk to me about it or you want to give me your opinion about that. I'm totally down it doesn't change what i said it doesn't change how i felt about the things that have happened to me in my life regarding you know police and stuff like that but i just feel like it's if for what it's worth even though even though people would look at the music at face value and be like oh well, he's obviously he's stuck and he's set in what he's thinking it's like i think people just need to start communicating mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's somebody you hate or somebody you completely disagree with that's the person you should try and communicate with the most because well, yeah. if, if you're not trying to talk to these people or you're not trying to even listen to the other side How's anything supposed to change? But then you get, you get labeled as like, oh, you know, if you're if you're, you know, talking to the the other side, then you must you must be given to this thought or this thought, and it's just like it's a, it's madness, man. The, the how much, you know, the media has polarized everything, and how people, it's it's literally, everything's two sides now. You can't you can't be in the middle. You can you have to choose a side. If not, you're going to get labeled this or labeled that, and it's just, it sucks. So, yeah. well, also, I don't know I- if that off
0: the point but no but I, I loved everything you said and I don't think it's fair to say that someone's being radical if they're an artist and one song out of 10 on an album is expressing part of what you go through or what you witness um yeah I but mean, it's all,
1: it also doesn't mean that I'm just some you know just pissed off full of hatred person hmm. towards the world or any sort of you know different sector of society like that's and it sucks like i said because it's it has kind of pigeon i mean I've, i don't know how many times you know we've we've I like, one of the last times was a warp tour we were out in the parking lot just hanging out and some dudes walked by just yelling like you know back to blue and blue lives matter and all this shit and i was just like and like what? i'm not sitting here saying fucking go kill all cops or some shit i've never said I'm, all i'm saying is that you got to recognize that some people have a struggle in this country for no other reason than the way they look. And I think that it should be acknowledged. I think it should be corrected. And then once it's corrected, you know, then we can start to kind of move forward with it. You know what I mean? But to sit there and just keep picking sides and be like, no, everybody's wrong unless they agree with me on both sides of the aisle. It just, it's ridiculous. And the the, the older I get, the more drawn away from everything I become because it's just you start to see through so much shit on both sides, and it's just I don't know, it just sucks. It but is, it is it, what it is. It is
0: an unfortunate thing. Yeah, you know, I I know what you mean. Like the older you get, the the more you look at everything, and you just go, we're we're just spiraling out of control here. And I can't have a reasonable discussion with anyone. I can't debate anything anymore because you can't debate because if someone doesn't like your opinion. They get angry about it. They don't listen to it. They just get angry and storm off. And it's just... Yeah. It's unfortunate. And the problems you guys have in America is very publicised, but Australia has its own problems too. We treated the uh, indigenous people as fauna. They were claimed in our legal constitution as fa- flora and fauna until the 1970s. We treated yeah. a race of people as that so Australians they have a habit of sweeping it under the rug and they want to pretend it doesn't happen but we've got a lot of problems that we haven't worked through as well so it's well yeah and
1: I'm, people people want to think about you know western culture and stuff like that or like the the United States or Australia and be like oh well you know they, they get a lot of focus but it's like dude any any piece of land that human beings have set foot on there's going to be problems mm. you know what I mean and I'm not saying that doesn't discredit you know, or, or justify the problems that exist in both of our countries. But it's, it just kind of, it's, it's ridiculous that, you know, people nowadays, especially with how much information we have, I I believe to an extent for a lot of people, it's an information overload because there's so much to be pissed off about. There's so much to be offended, you know, by and all this stuff that people just fucking wake up and what, what am I going to be, you know, what am I going to fucking scream about today? Mm. You know what I mean? without realizing that you're not helping anything. You going on social media and you know, changing your profile picture or fucking putting your opinion out there, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're you're not you're feeding the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm 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 a hypocrite. I'm no better. I don't I literally deleted my Facebook because and I deleted it around uh you know, just the end of the whole election cycle and all that stuff just because it's it's ridiculous like i don't i don't want to do it i saw my own friends fucking calling each other names and you know doing all this crazy shit stuff that doesn't matter stuff that if if, you know the internet for the most part only exists if you're looking at it like step the fuck away dude go outside Mm. make something you know what i mean like don't don't let all this shit run you into the ground because that's exactly what they want you know what i mean
0: it's it's insane um love that tangent though God, I love that tangent Yeah that, So I kind of blab Dude Do good. it as often as you like Man I, I love You know You really have a way of Expressing it So hey Happy with the tangent man Always happy um, well, I'm,
1: I'm glad you appreciate it I'm, I'm glad to give me The opportunity to go on a tangent You
0: know Hey there'll be plenty more man Like take the opportunity yeah. Whenever it arises Um, What was it like In school Did you decide You wanted a career in music So switch back to music For a bit I mean Yeah I know there's songs on balancing survival and happiness. I think the song's dropping plates, you know, you obviously for a while tried the nine to five and you tried the job, but was music always a thing you wanted to pursue or was it something you just kind of fell into?
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm pretty vocal about this just in general. The fact that like, and it, 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 I, it's one of those things like I, I need people to understand that I am thankful for where we've gotten as a band. I'm thankful for everybody that supported us and all this shit. But at the same time, that doesn't discredit, you know, the fact that I, I didn't ever want to do this. Like I I had plans. I went to college because I wanted to be a, a, a an art teacher for, you know, I wanted to go back and work in a school. You know what I mean? Because my teacher that, that had the biggest impression on me, was my art teacher and I've always loved art and stuff like that. So I went to college to pursue that, you know? And I I always say, you know, if you would have told me, if you would have walked into my fucking, you know, one of my early college classes, you know, my first week of college and said, Hey man, you know, you're not even going to make it through this semester. You're going to drop out and you're going to start trying to play music and actually, you know, do this shit. And that's going to be the next 10 years of your life. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like that's, there's no way I don't want that. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. And it's crazy because it's it's this double-edged sword of complete misery and stuff that it, it really pulls away from the things that I have wanted to do or the things I've cared about in my life that I've already lost. But at the same time, it's given me more than I could have ever asked for. You know, I mean, it's given me the opportunity to see places and do things that I would never have been able to otherwise. And that's why I try not to take it too seriously. I don't get too stressed about like, oh shit, you know, we got to write this kind of part of this. Cause it's gotta be like this. So we stay relevant so we can fucking do this. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like every band's going to end sooner or later, we're going to start playing shows and people aren't going to give a shit. Cause that's just how bands go. Mm. And it's like, when, when that happens, boy, I'll just fucking roll my sleeves up and be like, it's been fun fellas. Like let's mm. move on to the next chapter of our lives. You know what I mean? So I really just kind of take this as memories and experience rather than you know, really trying to fucking reinvent the wheel, because our music is, you know, <laughs> there's a million bands that have already done it as far as just writing heavy parts, you know? I The only thing that sets us apart is just the little sprinkled-in bits of just detail and personality that kind of, you know, set us apart in that regard, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I never would have thought, I mean, even to this day, I struggle every tour we go on of being like, do i want to keep doing this mm. and i've been asking myself that for we've been a band for like 10 11 years now so i have been asking myself every time i've ever been gone so it is one of those things but i know that if it ever does end i'll know when it's supposed to i feel like we all will and then it can have a natural peaceful death you know what i mean so, so i it, feel like that's important
0: has it always been a push and pull for you like with the uh, with doing music you know you Oh, yeah. It sounds like it just kind of started whirlwinding for you, and you were like, you know, a lot of people don't realize there are the negatives. You know, you miss birthdays, you miss funerals, um, you miss your loved ones, um, you miss out on establishing a proper career because, as you said, when music stops, um, what, you suddenly got to find a job, you know, all of yeah, this it's, kind it's, of stuff.
1: It's a real setback. I mean, it's the one, it's the kind of thing like I always, I always put my life, if you were to look at it on a parallel, kind of you know scale of the even some of the, the people that i grew up with you know they it's ridiculous i mean not ridiculous but they have you know houses and mortgages and wives and kids and they have two cars and all this crazy shit because that's what they worked for you know and it's mm. like honestly when this band stops i mean i got my truck and i got you know my my girl and all my fucking shop stuff and that's about it but that's all i really want you know what i mean i I don't ever have any big plans of like knuckling down and all right, I got to find the next big fucking thing to do. It's like, I just want to have my little piece of land and just fucking just chill. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm this, I definitely, and I mean, to me, it's not a, it's not a sad thing to say, but I can already see, I've prepared myself mentally and emotionally to know that this is going to be definitely one of the high points of my life. Cause I know a lot of guys that, you know, they, they didn't see the end coming and they thought it'd last forever and it kind of fucks them up whenever it does end you know and they don't know how to really realign with you know back into everyday life and shit and it's like i've have slowly been conditioning myself to be ready for it because i just i'm excited for it it's not that i'm excited not excited for everything that's still happening but it's like if it were to end today i'd be like okay cool like i Mm -hmm. we already did ten thousand more things than i ever thought we would so at the end of the day i can be proud and happy you know what i mean
0: so So is that is that why you're doing things like you know anyone that sees as you do the knives and stuff you know is this you starting to you know make use of your time and plan ahead is that what all that kind of stuff's for and obviously you're creative as well so it's obviously a bit of that too
1: yeah it's one of those things like the the whole i was actually i was working in the shop i'm finishing up a knife right now i was doing a sheath for it whenever you were trying to facetime me and stuff so i was, I was kind of in a, a panic to get everything situated but uh yeah i mean that started as because the band for a long time was my escape, but once it started to become more of a job and more of a stress in my life, I needed an escape from my escape. And I've always been, I've always liked creating stuff. I've always liked art. I've always liked, you know, being able to build stuff or do whatever I can to kind of keep my mind moving. And I've really come to life and like knife making because it's just, it's one of the those activities that, that it's fun all the way through from start to finish. There's not one part of it that isn't entertaining so it's really easy to do, and then keep doing it. You know what I mean, and, and really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy because I'm still in the honeymoon phase of it because I have been gone too much. I've never been able to just have a big long stint at home where I can just sit in my shop and kind of get tired of doing what I'm doing. It's I've I've been able to kind of keep it going because I'm gone so much, and it's one of those things. Like I do hope in the future. I mean, I got a lot of work to do. I got to get you know by no means a fucking pro at any of this stuff so I got to get better but I do have dreams about having like my own little company and just kind of doing custom knives even if it's just on the side like it's always been it's something that I can at least be proud of and something to keep my mind active and my body active and stuff like that on top of you know all the other stuff I like to do so mm. I hope I hope I'm answering these questions You are man correct.
0: yeah you uh, okay. don't don't stress man you're um you Hitting it out of the park, man, you, it's, yeah, you, no stress at all. You're answering them perfectly, even better than I'm probably expecting you to answer them. So cool. Like. <laughs> well, hey, if you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> hey, dude, no, yeah, just keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Don't stress. All good. Like yeah. Loving it. All right. <laughs> um, now, when you guys started out, um, you started out with the first EP, Youth War. Now, at the start of the band, were you still finding a way of trying to juggle both? a career or study and the band because did that first EP, did you guys straight away DIY it or was it kind of like you just let it kind of develop naturally?
1: I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we, we were all, we're all still having to juggle stuff pretty, pretty hard. But when we wrote that, it, we had, re, cause we broke up for a little bit and then we got back together and that's whenever we wrote that, you know what oh. I mean? Now, it was the first thing that we had done where, you know, it picked up any sort of steam outside of our own town or outside of the Texas, Oklahoma kind of area. Mm. And people started actually giving a shit about what we were doing. So we we're like, man, like, you know, let's just kind of do this or do that. But it was tough because, I mean, I don't know how many jobs we've all lost. I don't know how many jobs we had to just take seasonal stuff because it's people don't understand the struggle of fucking trying to, you know, do this and still work. You know, because it, it, people ask, like, "Oh man, do you make money doing this?" It's like, "Yeah, but it's only started doing that in the last few years. Like, we had to fucking how uh, I don't know how much money's come out of our own pockets just trying to make this shit fly." You know what I mean? So that that it it and it by no means sucks. I don't want to say that it sucks. That's a word I was about to use, but it doesn't. I I it's good. I I it's it's a good thing. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it it it, it right in that first one. We really didn't even know what was going to happen. We didn't know where we were going to go with it, but we, that was the first time we actually went to a real kind of studio. I say real when it was, it was a, a guy's house a few towns <laughs> away, but it, he, he was really good. It sounded good. And he was a good dude. So we did that, and then, you know, but from looking from that point to now at how much has changed, the big turning point, because we did DIY tours for a long time, and then we, we got picked up by uh, one of the guitar players of Gideon, we used to be our booking agent and stuff like that. And, uh, but it's funny. Cause, and I, I love the Australian cause I love fucking bragging on these guys, but, <laughs> uh, thy art is murder.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. And I, I'll say this till the end of days, man. They're probably the only, one of the only reasons we ever got anywhere because they knew about us through a guy that recorded one of our singles. He was in like a group on the internet with, uh, Andy and they they would uh i don't know talk mixing crap i don't know shit about that stuff so i know they would like (laughs) basically talk shop about it and he was like yo who are these dudes he's like i like this fucking song a lot and he was like oh they're kubacan they're just this little band they're not really anybody blah blah blah." and then uh, me and him started talking on facebook and then they did the summer slaughter tour a long time ago and he said hey come out i got a question for you so I drove into Dallas to go to the Summer Slaughter tour, and he was basically like, hey, we're, we're coming and doing our first headliner in the United States. Do you guys want to open it? And I was like, dude, fuck yes. But, we, dude, we had no management. We didn't have a label. We didn't even have an album, really. Like, we, we, we didn't have any backing. We had nothing. Ah. And so they took a fucking leap for letting us open. We fucking did far better than anybody ever expected us to do. And after that tour, dude, we got signed. We got a management that we still have today. Like, that's when we put an actual record out. Like, those dudes really opened up the gate for us to kind of come through. Because before that, we had just been doing the same circuits over and over, you know, playing to the same people. And they really opened it up to where we got a lot of good opportunities. And so, yeah, like I said, I'll never not give credit where credit's due when it comes to that term. We owe that band in particular probably – a majority of our existence as far as modern Kublicon, you know what I mean
0: you you touched on something in there that I think is very uh, saying lost is probably not the right word but you guys have the DIY hard work grinding element that I think a lot of bands nowadays either don't do or they don't think is necessary and is that something that you guys just are, you're hard-working people, because some bands aren't willing to put in that amount of DIY hard work all the time and in the early stages.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things, like, because, and I, we, we get told that, and we get, you know, even after all these years, and even though we still have management and like all this stuff, people are like, oh, we can, you guys just see this kind of like do it yourself kind of vibe with everything that you do. Because, I mean, even then, like, our bass player and I still run our merch every single show. We we don't have a merch guy. We still just tour in a van, no trailer. Like, we load in all our own shit, do all our own stuff, even though, you know, people back home are like, oh, you guys are on this big tour. You're probably doing all this crazy shit. It's like, dude, hell no. We're doing it the way we were doing it 10 years ago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it's one of those things, like, for us, the years just kind of passed, and we just did what we knew we had to do to get where we wanted to go. We never saw it as, like, oh, shit, like this is going to get us some credit or something for doing this. It's Mm. like, it kind of happened before we even knew what the fuck was going on. Like, you know what I mean? We just did it because there wasn't any other fucking way. And none of us have ever been like, you know, social media stars or had a huge following on anything. Like I have an Instagram, I don't have Twitter. I don't have any of that shit. And that's how I like it in my everyday personal life. That's the life I want to live. And I'm probably once I, once I get done with the band, you know, if I'm still doing my artwork or still doing the, the knife stuff, like, I'm probably just going to turn my fucking Instagram into that and just kind of fall off because I don't know. I just, like what we talked about before, I just don't like a lot of that shit. I don't like, you know, just how crazy everything can get so quickly with all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think as far as the DIY kind of sense, like, it just, I don't I don't want to sound, like, cocky when I say, like, that's just who we are, but it's, like, literally, like, it is because we didn't think of anything else.
0: Yeah, well, it's it did, not that we
1: couldn't think of something better or be like, oh, we should just try and bypass this or, or you know, do this to get more likes on this. We're just like, fuck no. Like, the only way people are going to give a shit is if we go play shows. And if we want people in California to give a fuck about us playing shows, we got to go play a show in California or New York
0: it or Wisconsin
1: or wherever. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't so sound funky, though. Just, you know, there was no other path to take. But to everybody else, they were like, whoa, these guys are grinding. They're doing all this crazy shit. And it's just like, I don't know. That's just what we had to do. And I feel like us all kind of growing up in, you know, blue collar atmosphere of small town, Southern, you know, America, that was kind of just instilled in us from the beginning, you know?
0: Well, that's the thing. But, it it doesn't come across cocky, but the thing I love it, because it shows that you're willing to work hard to gain any success that you will have. You are working for that success. So, you're reaping what you sow. So as you were saying, the the kind of, the things you guys are now seeing as a band, you know, the momentum and the attention and the better shows, all of this, is because you've worked hard for it. You deserve it. And it's, I I have a lot more respect for people that do that rather than the person that pops up, suddenly gets a massive contract, um, is suddenly the world and hasn't worked for it because those bands that don't work for it are the ones that fall off the scene and don't last 10 years they only last two years maybe four years kind of thing um yeah you guys you guys are, are a hard-working band and i know you think it might sound cocky but i think it's a compliment it's kind of a lost art
1: yeah well dude i re- i really appreciate that you know because it's it's one of those things like None of us have, have this kind of delusion that our band is going to be, you know, the next big blah, 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 or this or that. It's like, we know where we're at, and we know that the fans that we do have are loyal. So it's like, that's why we have been a band for, I would say, 10 years strong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's going on in time where it's a little more probably, or I don't know the exact. But, you know, it's one of those things, like, I, I the band that I liked the most, whenever I was kind of growing up, and even still, weren't the bands that were just the most massive, but they were the bands that stood the test of time. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, they were the
1: bands that, that you didn't have to fucking stress about. Like, oh well, this album was sick, but they're probably just going to put out garbage next because that that was their their moment. It's like there's the bands that I still put on repeat that were fucking you know listening to in 2006 it's because that's they just did it they knew how to do it and it's, i'm not saying that our band is one of those bands but i would hope that if there's anything that you know the success in my eyes doesn't come from the now it doesn't come from all the badass tours and all the cool stuff like that is a level of success but to me if people are still listening to us 10 years after we're done and still being like these guys put out music that stood up then i'm stoked that's when i'm like okay i can fucking be buried you know what i mean
0: mm. and i think you guys you know i've got i've got the three albums here and the f- the first sound on balancing was really gritty really raw and you guys got quite a bit of attention for that but i want to ask about new strength because this was the one that just it floored me because what i think you guys do is you're not dramatic with your changes. It's little little mature moments that show evolution. You know, it's little steps, bigger and bigger sounds, bigger and bigger moments. Um, and on New Strength, you had two of my all-time favourite vocalists on it. You had Matt from Bury Your Dead and you had Vincent from Acacia's Rain. Um, yeah. How the... Yeah. How did you hook that shit up? Um, and was it a bit of a mind-blowing thing for you? Because you've mentioned both bands in in our chat, so were you a big fan of them? Obviously.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean that's the whole thing. Is like, I would never. I, there's a lot of bands that that they they they'll put somebody on their record because that person has you know some kind of clout or some mm. kind of hype. That that that, and that's the sole reason that they're putting it, is oh this will elevate where we're at because of this person it's like those dudes in my eyes have like untouchable unlimited amounts of clout you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so for like if that were to even be part of the discussion but it's all is like we, we've toured with both of those bands and they're just the fucking best dudes and not only that they're dudes that that you know i did start listening to i mean it's funny because you know kids will be like oh dude like you, you kind of remind me a little bit of, you know, Matt Russo from Barrier Dead. And I'm like, dude, it's because I ripped every fucking thing I could from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I wanted to be that dude, you know what I'm saying? And same thing with Vincent. And I mean, it's kind of crazy because we've, we've toured the Casey's train and I've, I, I try not to be a punisher, man, but I've let it go a couple of times where I'm like, dude, like I used to like warm up to your shit, <laughs> like all this <laughs> stuff. i like, it just makes me feel like a fuck boy. Cause it's like, you know, we're, I, we're, you know, friends at this point. It's not some fucking thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, for me, I mean, it's crazy because when we put that record out, those were, you know, bands that I had been listening to fucking years and years and years before that. Like they had not just popped up on the map for me and I was like, oh, these, these guys are going to make this ticket. It's like, no, these are guys that if my band had ever gotten to the point where I could have people that would actually want to be on our shit, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why we don't, we don't really have features because I don't know, I'd, I don't see a feature as just something you should do to elevate your song. I feel like it should be something that is a deeper kind of big thing. And, and to have someone that's your, your friends doing it more so than just like a guy that you barely know and you got to pay a bunch of money to, to mm. fucking hope that people will be like, Oh, that's sick that he got that person. You know what I mean? And it's like, and even for guest spots, like I do guest spots for bands that I'm friends with and for some bands that I, I know, but don't know too well. But it's like, I don't know. Like it, I just see it as it's, it's all, it's all personal preference. It's up to the musician and the artist what they want to do. It's not my place to judge who or what, you know, they're doing as far as that stuff. You know what I mean? That's just my personal take on it.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the thing at the, they weren't, you guys didn't use those guest spots as a selling point for the album. But if you were, if you were listening to that album, you went, Oh shit, that's, fucking matt like shit like they they just nicely touched off they they were really well no, no they were they were really well picked because you know um you could have gone for something dramatic you could have gone like you said for the selling point of like oh we got person x from this band and it could have been all over the cd that that's who's on the album but you guys snuck them in there, and if you actually had the CD you saw in the liner notes, oh, shit, you know. Um, But that album, New Strength, did you guys feel an upswing in momentum towards the band with shows and attention? Because I think there was a lot of hype behind you guys on the first album, and then New Strength, kind of everyone in, like, in Australia, suddenly everyone who didn't give a shit suddenly was like oh have you heard have you heard new strength this band Kublai khan like suddenly everyone knew the name down here
1: yeah this is something that i genuinely love to talk about and that our band talks about because i'm i'm just going to be 100% real on this like we that album new strength is by far my favorite thing we've ever written ever it'll probably remain my favorite thing i think from front to back that was the album of any album ever that I wanted to put out. I have never been as proud of a record as I have of that. Did people give a shit? No, really. That, nah, it did not do well. Like, whenever we put that record out, it did okay, but our our label was tanking at that point. They didn't give a no. There was, there were literally people that didn't find out that our album was even being promoted or put out until it had already been put out. Fuck. And we kind of got put on the back burner. Like, it it really fell apart in some ways. And we were all trying to push and do what we could do to get it going. But there was this definite, like, we had, you know, uh, Balancing Survival and Happiness. And then there was kind of this lull point where we had New Strength. And it was a bummer because I was like, dude, like, I thought this album was so sick. And, like, I'm proud of it. And that's at the end of the day, that's, I'm cool with that. But I was like, damn, like, with all the politics of everything that was happening around us, we kind of got shit on and then you know that's why whenever we put out nomad we were like this is the one shot there we were like we're still writing our music and we're right we're not going to write something drastically different to try and get people to notice again but i'm like people either have to like this or they don't this is going to be the 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 make or break of whether we're going to keep doing this or not and nomad did fucking better than anything we've ever put out so it's kind of like damn i just wish people would have (laughs) fucking you know seen that but a lot of people they they talk about balancing and they talk about Nomad. They don't fucking talk about New Strength and it bugs me because I'm like, dude, fuck both those other albums. New Strength is the fucking album. You know it what is. I'm
0: it is fucking balls to the wall fucking heavy. Like, I'm looking out of here, like, songs like Dear God, Brotherhood of Man, Hunger, Smoke and Mirrors. Oh, like, when when, when that came out, I was... Yeah, I think Nomad is amazing as well, but that fucking album, I agree with you, man. It is fucking slamming. Oh, yeah. That's shocking. I
1: I don't think we're going to, I don't think we'll ever, in my eyes, we'll never top that album. Like, it's my favorite thing we've ever done.
0: Fuck. Now, you mentioned Nomad in there and big label change, like a big label, pretty unexpected label with Rise. I mean, not as in like you guys shouldn't be on the label, but. You're a kind of stylistic band that Rise don't normally sign. Um, yeah,
1: we caught a lot of flack for it too, and we had to kind of tell people like, you don't even know what's happening yet. Like, calm down. They're not going to change this. They're not going to do a bunch of shit. Like, they just want to put our record out. We already had the record written before we even signed with them. They didn't. They had no say in the sound or anything. And whenever we signed with them in the first place, our manager, he was like, "Look, he's like, this band. You got to understand. They do shit the way they want to do it. They don't care about." You know this or that or X and Y. They just want to fucking put out their stuff, and he's like, "Are you guys going to be cool with that? Because that's how it's going to be." And they're just like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. Like, we'll put the record out." And so it's kind of like everybody that 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 was skeptical once we put the record out, they're like, "Oh shit! Like, we don't have anything to be afraid of now." You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, yeah. It's we if we would never join a label that was going to try and change our shit, and honestly, we'd break up before we started adding like singing choruses or something like that because it's not what we're about to do and we're not ever going to be controlled like that you know what i mean and, and I, I, rise has never once tried to control us all they've ever done is fucking help us considerably well i think that's I mean? the
0: thing the label the label you can see had it pushed you and it's obviously what you really needed with new strength but you didn't get you with nomad the label seemed to really get you out into people's faces more um you're doing things like walk tour and all these kind of things and um the label hasn't held you back. It's supported you and it's what you guys yeah. needed.
1: Which I feel like there's, 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 there's several different kinds of bands, but I feel like there's bands that, you know, you can see the proof is in the pudding kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. all you got to do is just slap your name on it and let them do what they do because that's what people like about it. And then there's going to be bands that have no idea what the fuck they want to do or what's going on. And they need to be molded buy a label, which isn't necessarily bad. I'm not gonna knock it. Like if that's what you want to do, fuck it, man. Like whatever your path to success is, so be it. You know what I mean. But as far as our band, and I feel like bands that are sort of more in that same kind of area of uh, I don't know. I suck at words. You know what I'm Styles. saying. Styles, but it's yeah, yeah. You know man. they they they. It's 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 more of. uh you can either just be on board or not on board kind of thing. Because yeah. no matter what, no matter who's helping us or who's not, the sound would be the same. You know what I mean? So
0: and hopefully that makes sense. It does. It's kind of um, label doesn't matter. The music is what it is and it speaks for itself and it's a take it or leave it situation. And um, uh, the fact that anyone would go, oh my God, you're signed to Rise, that you're going to change is...
1: Yeah, that's just dumb. People yeah, just don't know. What the fuck it's, fuck is. it's fucking weird. They they they, they look at the lineup on Rise or something, and they think, "Oh God, like how could this work?" and stuff. And it's like, you know what? Like maybe Rise is trying to, you know, or any label that, that is picking bands that maybe aren't the bands that you're used to seeing on that label. Like that's a good thing. That's never mm. a bad thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nine Times out of ten, all I can do is broaden the horizon of, of the listeners that are already subscribed to the record label or whatever. And for those styles of bands that don't ever get that, you know what I mean? It's just so so, smart. Even with being right, we'll go ahead. I think
0: it's just smart management. Like if you if you own a label, I can understand where you put all your eggs in one style basket. But it's smart management to start broadening yourself out and picking up bands like yourselves. It's smart management. It's nothing bad, and it's smart for you guys and great for you guys to be on a label that has that much attention, that people would even react like that, that shows the label has some attention. So it's it's done well yeah. for you. Um Now, one question before we get into some other stuff is, now that album, Nomad, was 2017? Yes, it was. Um What's going on musically for you guys? Are you... I mean you're always touring but what are you thinking new music maybe this year or are we going to wait a bit more Oh yeah
1: it's we're already we're already booked in
0: Hey it's,
1: Yeah it's coming we're we're still writing and still doing some stuff we're meeting up and and getting everything finalized which I feel like for our fourth album and shit like I feel like I should be stressing it but I'm really not cuz it's just like we just we've always just kind of just written what we write and then our people who are into us are like, oh, this is still Kublai this is sick. And then people that haven't heard of us but are into heavy music are like, oh, this is something new. Hmm. So it's like, I'm excited for our new shit. I think it's going to be fucking nice. And it's, it's, it's a lot more of the same style that we have as far as like, you know, catchy stuff and like parts and like simple guitar work and stuff like that. But yeah, we're booked in. We're fucking, we got two, I think two back-to-back tours, one in the U.S., one, and then we're going straight to Europe after that. And then, uh, somewhere in that time, either before or after, I think it might be after when we're going into the studio, which I feel like I should know that kind of shit, but I'm an asshole and I don't. So. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, our, our year's already booked up and it's, when I got the email with everything on it, I was like, oh yeah, cool. But I was like, I'm not going to retain any of this shit. Like, I'm not going to know what month is this and what's happening now, you know?
0: Someone will just but, remind you a couple of days out, two days before. Yeah, it.
1: be like, hey, we, we, you know, pack a bag. <laughs> be like, <"All> right, cool,
0: <laughs> sure. Um... Now, just a couple of questions before we wrap things up, brother. And one is um, something I think is weird nowadays, and that's genre tags and how genre what genre tags how someone wants to label a band this style, like they want to say, oh yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, Kublai Khan is hardcore, but then they're arguing with the guy to the right of them that says no, they're metalcore because hardcore can't have this. Um, where do you sit with being labeled something? It's it's confusing for me, and I can't. I'd I think it'd be even more confusing for someone in a band.
1: Yeah, it's it. You know, I I don't ever know. Like it's one of those things. We've done a lot of tours with a lot of different bands, and it's like to all the bands that aren't hardcore bands, they think we're a hardcore band, but we're not. And then the bands that we tour with that are hardcore bands are like oh, yeah, you guys are definitely a metalcore band, and we're like, yeah, I mean, we are, but we're not like, you know. there's Metalcore, I feel like, just like any other kind of music, it's a very wide spectrum, you know what I'm saying? But we've always kind of been in the middle, Is we're either too hardcore for this or too metalcore for that, because it's, in my opinion, that's what true metalcore is, is just a mix of metal and hardcore. You know, it's not, I don't know, I we took it pretty literal when we wanted to be like, oh, we're metalcore, you know what I mean? And we consider ourselves metal core, but we get called all kinds of shit. And it's one of those things, I a few years back, I just kind of stopped arguing with people. I was like, what the fuck ever? I was like, <laughs> some people say we're fucking this and that. And it's just like, it, whatever helps you sleep at night, man, because it, it doesn't matter. And now, just like I said, with every other kind of you know corner of our society, everything is, everybody's got to have an answer for everything. Everybody's got to have their take on this or, well, they're more this than that. It's like, dude, who fucking cares? Like, I really don't give a shit. Like, I just think that we play heavy music, and I call us metalcore. But if you disagree, fucking cool. If you don't, I really don't give a shit either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's weird. And real annoying, man, with all the elitism. And, is that even the right word, elitism? Yeah, um, I th- or elitist. As as people thinking that yeah. their opinion is what is sh- you know is law, and it's just not.
0: Well, I mean, and it also, I think the reason I get confused with why people label things is I think sometimes. People won't listen to a band because they see that label. So oh, yeah.
1: That, I mean, look at the Warped Tour was a perfectly good example of you know a lot of people were like they had they were like oh I've heard your name around but never listened to you and stuff like that and then they watch us on Warped Tour and I'm fucking you know just telling people to beat each other's asses and there's just fucking people going nuts and they're like wow this is not what I thought you guys were we thought you were like this type of metalcore and I'm like no dude it's just like it's just heavy music like. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's like you, you, you said it all perfectly, man. I just don't, happen
0: It's crazy. You know? It's crazy. Um, now one thing I wanted to, there's two other questions I have. And one is, um, more of a statement rather than a question is you guys seem very respectful and appreciative of everything you do. Um, and I just wanted to say that that comes off. You guys, as a band, um, there's no ego trips, I think. Yeah, Um, I
1: hope
0: not. No, it really does. Um, So that was really more of a statement. So I don't know why I set it up as a question. So ignore that one. Um, (laughs)
1: No, I I appreciate it. It's one of those things, like, I don't think anybody on our band would ever say anything like that about ourselves. But it's like, it... It is nice to hear that that's what people think about us because they could be like, no, nah, they're a bunch of assholes that fucking this or that. And it's like, I'd much rather hear people be like, yeah, hey, you guys are just, you know, real dudes. You're quiet and you just handle your business. It's like, that's the truth. So it's like, you know, it, it, it does mean a lot to me that, that that is your opinion, you know? So thank you for that, you know? Um,
0: oh, I mean, made mean made every word, man. Now, as a band in 2019, Do you see the way the music industry is now as a positive, a negative, or a learning curve? Because when you started out, things were starting to change. You know, CDs were still a thing to sell. Merch was still a big thing to sell. And now everything's streaming and everything's YouTubed. What's it like for you as an artist in 2019? Are you you learning as you go, or are you empowered, or are you struggling?
1: I mean, it's definitely, we're kind of just having to go with the flow. And it's one of those things I feel like our band is already, like, archaic, if that's the right word. Like, we're pretty far behind as far as, like, like I said, you, you know how many times that I feel like if we had a different manager, or even our managers told us before we need to kind of bone up on it, but, like, if, if we were to get another manager that's a little bit more current or what's the times when we're like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't have a Twitter. They'd fucking rip my head off, you know? They'd be like, well, what the fuck? You What are you doing? You know, and it's like one of those things, like, when I started, that wasn't a thing and it didn't matter, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Now you kind of got to go with the times. And it's like, yeah, when we started too, like people bought CDs and went to shows and, you know, you had MySpace music and, you know, we still do. Merch is still a, a pretty good thing because I feel like, especially with this style of music, it is very, I guess not fashion oriented so much, but it is, you know, people want to wear the, the new shit, the cool shit, you know, or whatever, this and that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, for me at least, we get told stuff like for instance, snowman and stuff. They're like, yeah, like they're like, we, we still are, you know, going to take, you know, numbers and stuff for your, your first week sales, physical copies. But they're like, honestly, we're kind of just going to go with streams now. And I was just like, yep, cool. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, mm. Whatever you got to do to do what you got to do. Like it really doesn't matter to me as long as people are listening to it. You know, I, I know that streaming is not a big thing. I mean, I don't, I don't buy CDs. I don't even have a CD player. My truck has a tape deck and I'm sure as fuck not buying (laughs) tapes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in my truck and stuff. I have an old truck. I just listen to the radio. I haven't listened to anything that I actually really care to listen to in years Mm. in my own truck. But on my phone, I have Spotify. And when I'm in the shop or I'm at the gym or anything like that, I'm always using, I'm streaming everything. You know what I mean? I, I now... Even as someone who, like I said, feels kind of outdated, like, I would never fuck, why would I want to buy something physical that has weight that I have to lug <laughs> around and do all this stuff with, you know? It's important for the history of music, and it's good for collectors. I'm not a collector, mm-hmm. so I don't really see it as much, but you don't know how many people. I have a buddy who he sent me a text the other day, and he had a, he had one of the first copies, uh, you know, I think it was the paper, the the cardboard cover of Youth War and he was saying that after years of looking he finally fucking found somebody on one of these forums that was like willing to sell for like a decent price and so he bought it up cuz he collects that stuff and i was like bro i was like i don't even have one of those i was like i might have one like in the floorboard of my truck somewhere like i don't know but i was like maybe i could sell that shit and make some fucking money but i don't know i i think if for for people who are collecting or people who still listen to CDs and stuff like that i think it's it's it still is valuable for how long i don't know because i think streaming and just every digital anything is just how I fucking is now i mean i i started doing like some artwork prints and i was doing them when i was home and selling them through uh instagram and stuff and you don't know how many people are like oh you can just fax it to me i'm like you don't want me to mail you the physical copy that i drew that is <laughs> the actual thing that i you know worked on you'd rather just have some digital reanimation of it and they're just like yeah sure i'm like whatever then i guess cool i guess maybe i'm the freak for wanting actual paper you know what i mean (laughs) that
0: that's insane that they're like yeah well we just want a scanned copy basically we don't want the real thing
1: oh i'll just save it to my computer or something it's like then why the fuck did you pay money for this (laughs) like that's stupid you know what i mean like but whatever i'm not gonna knock it it's i may you know people people do weird shit for all kinds of different reasons i do all kinds of weird shit and i i People never question me. So I'm just like, whatever. I'll just let people do their shit. You know?
0: (laughs) Now, the last question before we wrap up is, um, lyrically, do you ever struggle with putting that pen to paper and expressing what's going on in your head or in your heart that you're getting out? Um, is it very cathartic, um, for you? Because your lyrics, like we touched on earlier, I think you're not afraid to touch on some subjects. I think it's very unique. Um, and it's very empowering what you express because everyone can listen to it and take their own meaning from it, but it shapes them and helps them with whatever they're going through. So is that hard for you to do? Do you ever sit there and go, fuck, I can't get any lyrics to this song today?
1: Not really. Just for the sole fact that I, if I'm going to write about something, I'm going to care about it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of inherently makes it where it flows, where it's easy to write about. I also, I just love writing in general. I mean, a lot of our songs started out as poems mm-hmm. that I would just pick, you know, different lines out of these poems that I'd write or this or that, and that would become the lyrics. So it's like writing to me is like, in general, like writing music is fun. Like that's the best part about being in a band is getting to create. I think in general, creativity is the best thing on earth Mm. is being you know being a human and having this gift of creativity you know to be able to look at a mound of dirt and be like no i'm gonna turn that into my mind's representation of what a castle is gonna look like you know what i'm saying that's insane so it's like i love it i don't ever try and skip out on that now i have gotten lazy it doesn't mean that it's (laughs) it's not i when i when i actually get to the point where I can write, start writing It Flows Easy, but getting myself to the point where I'm like, yeah, I should get off my ass or stop playing video games and go write something, then I'm like, yeah. But at the same time, I don't like to do that because I feel like if you got to force it, don't. Yeah. You, know? you it's, procrastinate. It's,
0: it's, You're not lazy. You procrastinate.
1: Exactly. Yes, yes. 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 I, yes. I, I put it off until it's the correct time. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? It sounds so, nicer if you say procrastination. It's nicer than saying lazy. Very. It's way I, nicer.
1: I agree. <laughs> I'll have to that's going to be a new tool in my arsenal people are going to call me lazy I'm going to say I'm not lazy I'm just a procrastinator man you, you're picking the wrong words you know
0: I mean? um, now brother the last thing we do is called pick your poison now what I do here is I give you two options and you pick your favorite okay Okay. now this one is kind of what makes you tick do you prefer a pizza or a burger
1: pizza
0: hey, do you prefer smooth peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter
1: Mm. I prefer smooth, but I, sometimes crunchy is what you need, you
0: mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just that little bit extra. Yeah. Um, do you prefer chicken or beef?
1: That's, I, okay, I know I'm probably overcomplicating this, I know it's supposed to be a simple question. I always get chicken because it's cheaper, but I like beef better. But really? Usually where, I, you know, if you're going to buy meats, beef is tends to be a little bit more expensive. But Because if I'm going to have a steak, I'm going to have a fucking steak, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to get something fucking nice. It's going to cost $15. But if I just get some chicken, I can get something for, you know, five or six bucks. And it's like, eh, this saves on my wallet and it's still going to be delicious. <laughs> so, But I definitely like beef more.
0: Okay. Um, do you prefer cooking at home or dining out?
1: Cooking at home. Okay. And I, I can't cook, but I just would rather cook at home.
0: Cheaper um
1: yeah exactly that's literally 90 percent of the reason i could be cooking awful stuff but at least my money is there you know
0: <laughs> do you prefer the beach or the snow the beach okay nice i
1: actually i live in corpus christi texas so i live on the beach Ooh. i mean I, i'm not i don't live physically on the beach but the beach is about five minutes Damn. the other way so that's when, when life, it gets yeah. a little warmer outside, uh, that's where you can find me
0: um are you a ps4 or an xbox
1: I have an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I had a PS2, and then I went to an Xbox, and I, I never went back. So,
0: Are you a cat or a dog person?
1: Oh, dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Really? Yeah, I can't I can't fuck with cats. It sucks. Especially going to people's houses, and you just look like such a wuss, because you're like, Hey, oh, you have cats? Can you put them in a bathroom or something? Cause I can't. My eyes will swell up, and I won't be able to see. You know right. what I mean? Well,
0: i got three dogs, so much love for you liking dogs.
1: Hey, i got three dogs, too, man. That's yeah. a magic number.
0: It is, man. I, I don't know how anyone can have one. I'm like, no. No, nah,
1: I don't either. I, I don't get it. And even we we just, we just have one dog. He's about seven or eight months. And then we just got two little pit bull puppies uh,
0: oh. the other
1: week. And we were going to get one, but then they came in the same litter, and I was like, no. I was like, we're going to get two. Because yeah. I was like, why would – I just feel like it's a better situation, and it, I, it is much better. They got a, a little brown one and a little white one, and they're they're little shitheads. They just started figuring out that they can bark,
0: oh. and they're abusing
1: the shit. That. So there's a lot of barking. They'll bark in the middle of the night. They'll bark at each other, and it's just like you guys have no comprehension of the fact that you can't <laughs> just do that shit and not scare the fuck out of everybody. You know what I mean?
0: Well, we got the problem that our uh, we got two staffies and a dash hound and the dash hound is getting old he's like 14 15 and yeah he has a way to go out the flap to go outside to the toilet but he's just old and he can't be fucked so he's just shitting and pissing on the rug and he's just oh. like dude the the flap is a meter to your right why are you shitting on the rug and it's like he's just too old doesn't give a shit and he's just like yeah whatever yeah.
1: I, mean, I I feel like people kinda get the same way. They maybe not so much for physically shitting, but they, they get older and they're just like, I don't I can't be bothered with this <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got I got other stuff to do in <laughs> the amount of time I got to do it, so I'm just gonna go right here.
0: Um, we got a couple left. Slayer or Pantera, I know that one.
1: Ah, uh, Pantera. Yeah. Easy by a fucking mile. I honestly do not like Slayer, so Really? People crucify me for saying that, yeah. No. I, I literally I just can't stand them. Yeah. I don't I, know why. I got There's mates. a couple of sick songs, but I just you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not really a fan either. either. Um, terror or Mable?
1: Mm Probably terror. Nice. I like both, but I would probably say terror.
0: Um, Metallica or Megadeth?
1: <sighs> Metallica. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm that I'm that dudes that likes their fucking top Spotify plays like Inner Sandman and all that bullshit. Like it's... I don't even know like. I think that their big shit is their best shit, and people would probably, like I said, disagree with me on that, but I was like, I don't know, man. I love
0: it. two of my favorite albums that I bumped a lot as a kid in high school were Load and Reload. I I love those albums. I hate to say it, but I do. I'm a sucker for those (laughs) albums. Um, Terminator or Predator?
1: Ah, you got me fucked there, man, because I'm a big science fiction dude. I'll say Predator because that's pretty easy, but I do fucking fuck with Terminator pretty hard. But I'd say Predator
0: um Star Wars or Star Trek uh fuck I
1: don't know I like the I like Star Trek I like Star Wars I just I'm not really too hype on either one of those but I guess Star Wars just cause I guess I know more about Star Wars but I'm I'm not I don't know now I, I, our band are a bunch of Star Wars nerds and me so I just I have to hear so much about Star Wars and I just <laughs> can't even, can't even. <laughs>
0: Um, the last two, would you prefer to watch a show in the mosh pit or up the back?
1: Just fucking up the back, dude. I'm too old to be getting punched. And I can't fucking deal with that, man. Like, <laughs> I stopped moshing a long time ago, and I'm a small person, so it's like, they, I don't know what the fuck they're feeding these kids nowadays. But fuck oh. that, dude. You know what I mean?
0: Now, they're last
1: mo-
0: last one is, do you prefer to tour or record?
1: I uh, tour. Yeah. Recording is fun, but it's fucking your days and nights. I don't know. I it's stressful on a different kind of level. It's still fun, but touring, I know I can at least see different shit, and it's nice to be in a different place every day. It's yeah. kind of refreshing. You know what I mean? Rather than be stuck in the same studio for a month straight.
0: Um Matt Dude. Yeah. That is us done, man, and fuck yeah, man. That was Epic chat. Um, thank you for taking time out. Thank you for going on tangents. It was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know more about you, about the band, and uh, much respect and much love and much res- uh, appreciated, man. Really, really must say that.
1: No, yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate the opportunity, and thanks thanks for letting me go on those tangents. Like I said, it's not not too often I get to fucking spill the beans about all that kind of shit, so it feels good, you know? It's therapeutic. So. Well, it,
0: it, make, it makes the chat um it sounds weird and corny but it makes it even more exciting for me that someone like yourself goes on tangents instead of just sticking stringent to answering questions it made it more exciting for me and kept me on my toes um thanks again and can't wait to uh do a part two and also hang out and have have some food
1: looking forward to it bro yeah i appreciate all you, man. this man you have a good rest of your day okay you too
0: man i appreciate you thanks brother So that was my chat with Matt from Kublai Khan and at the end there you also heard one of their tracks which is called Life for a Life which is off their second album titled New Strength. Guys if you've got time now if you haven't quite delved into that discography of Kublai Khan get online get down to your local CD store delve in three albums and an EP. It is balls to the wall slamming breakdown metal really enjoyable stuff and without a doubt one of my top 10 bands in the game you will not be disappointed with Kublai Khan's discography so Matt I need to also say again thank you for taking time out for the mosh zone really really appreciated it dude and it was a great chat and it was a great opportunity for me and the show really look forward to hanging out whenever you get to Australia next definitely gonna catch up for a feed thank you again Matt much love much respect much appreciated so that's it that's the mosh zone episode 55 done dusted all wrapped up in the fucking can locked away for this week guys if you're a first time listener thank you for tuning in i hope you come back over future weeks on future episodes if you're a regular listener thank you as always for tuning in and hope you come back in future weeks This time of the show is when I remind you that we need your help to get out to more listeners. So, if you've got a few moments this week and you enjoyed this episode, share it on your social medias. Also, tell everyone you know about the Mosh Zone. Help us out. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. Also, at this time of the show, I need to remind you that if you want to find Mosh News and Mosh Reviews, we have it all on our website and social medias. Our website is www.themoshzone.com. Our social medias are all at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Also, don't forget, you can also get in touch through our email address which is themoshzone at gmail.com. Get in touch guys. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. There's not much else to talk about. That is all of my rambling done. Thank you for tuning in Have a great week. Stay safe. Open the pit.